Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's, everything's Coming Up Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Springfield Chili Cook-Off, featuring Ned Flanders' Five Alarm Chili, and also Guatemalan Insanity Peppers. You will literally go insane. <laughs> We're also brought to you by Hot Pants. <laughs> Who likes short shorts? We like short shorts. I think that we should say that the chili is actually two I was going to get to that. It's two and a half right. at it's best. Two and a half at best. <laughs> but what I was also going to say is if you like short shorts, get yourself a pair of hot pants drying on the shore of Springfield's beaches today. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, just just great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Life is good. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, we are here with our lovely and talented guest. Talented. Talented. I like saying that. It's yeah. true. You are talented. Sometimes people don't consider funny a talent. But it's <laughs> 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 ah, well, we knew we were going to get you out of the gate. <laughs> uh, so uh, today our guest is, is Dave Horowitz. Hi, guys. Hi. Yeah. How's it going? I'm doing great. I'm <laughs> feeling very talented tonight. Yeah. You are a fellow podcaster. Mm. Uh, you are a writer of many things. Yes. Television. Big. Internet. Your words have been on ABC. ABC. You Hulu. Have, you have a cute little dog. Hulu, I, yes. I fostered a dog, and that dog's gone. But I did have a lot of Instagrams of it. Your words have been on UCB. UCB stage. The bargain bin at Urban Outfitters, TNT. where you could have bought a book I wrote. <laughs> and now it's you can... That's right. Yeah, let me plug that. It's a one penny on Amazon. Is it Search amazing? my name on Amazon. You can buy it for one penny. The shipping will be more than the price of the book. But I bet it's worth it. It's oh, called Deal Breaker. And I feel like uh, a lot of our listeners would, uh, that would be relevant to their interests. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a really funny book that you wrote with your writing partner, Marissa. Yes. Former writing partner and oh. current friend. So the dog is gone. The partner is gone. Wow. I'm, <laughs> a lot of things have gone from my life. The but Dave <laughs> newsletter. No. I mean, I guess we haven't spoken in a, quite a long time now <laughs> oh, that I'm no. thinking about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've known you for years and years yes. and years. But you know, in comedy, in LA comedy, like circles that we weave in and out and things happen people like get in relationships you know and you could know someone and be married to them and not even know if they're your soulmate whoa way to tie what are you trying oh (laughs) Oh. so you're here to talk to us about one of your favorite episodes of the simpsons do you want to take a try at pronouncing it because i don't speak i don't think i've ever said the name of this episode and it's one of my favorites i had to look it up i first i for a while (laughs) thought it was just called chili cook-up i thought it was Called, I thought it was called Space Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, the Simpsons writers have never been this lazy with naming yeah. their episodes ever. No. Ever. Uh, um, no, I don't even know. It's like. Uh, I've got it in front of me. I can just say. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, el viaje mm-hmm. misterioso de nuestro Homer. Uh, <laughs> and that is also known as the mysterious voyage of Homer. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Just, uh, just one of the most. I think one of the most beautiful episodes it of this really show is. that has ever been made. Yeah. I would say of not just this show, of the shows I've seen in my life, it is one of the more like aesthetically pleasing. They were trying interesting, a lot of things. Interesting, yeah. dark, 
brooding. It's all these different things. And Mm -hmm. hilarious. Like, it's so great when you could get everything all at once. I mean, like, Rick and Morty and this episode, I think, are pretty similar, which is kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's very true. Yeah, super dark, super conceptual, really beautiful, pretty heartbreaking, and insanely quotable. I watched it last night. Absolutely. There are some key quotes in this episode. So my relationship with The Simpsons is probably similar to, like, Many people's who you've talked to and just in general that I, I watched my, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school into college. Just anytime it was on TV, every rerun, it was on at seven and seven thirty on Fox 25 in Massachusetts. Fox 25. <laughs> um, in addition to it being on at eight o'clock, first on Thursdays, not on Sundays. Uh-huh. Uh, and I would wa- I would just watch it anytime I could. But now not having since I haven't had cable. I'm not, I don't regularly watch it. Every now and then I'll boot up the old uh, FX, uh, <laughs> Apple TV app, whatever it's called. FXX Simpsons World. They yes. keep updating it, by it's the way. It's getting cool. better and better. <laughs> I most recently used it to watch, uh, I think it was a last season, last season's episode about a comic book guy getting married to a Japanese woman. I oh, heard yeah. it was a very good episode and I watched it and it was. Uh, definitely a pretty good episode <laughs> of 2014 era simpsons that's yeah. hilarious yeah before we get too far into this episode and uh the reasons you picked it um let's do a little bit of business uh plus thanks. please yes <laughs> thanks so much Allie. <laughs> so this is the ninth episode of the eighth season and it originally aired on january 5th 1997 it was where were you yeah where were you <laughs> where was i in not at home with the kids <laughs> oh my God. i don't know i don't know so I actually cheating. really like this question. Where were you when this episode came out? Mm-hmm. Were you watching The Simpsons at this time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was, um, you see, 1997. I was uh, 14. I was probably watching it's it with my... It's a quality age. With my dad and brother. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, what a, it made a real impact on me. Um, but I didn't... I think this was way pre-DVDs. So I just... I watched it when it aired. And right. I watched it when it when it when when they would rerun it. But... I think it's always been one of my favorite episodes since the first time I saw it. I've always remembered all of the imagery from, I mean, I know we'll get into it, but the, the trip, the trip, yeah, all the trippy visuals really, like, have really sequence. stayed with me. Mm-hmm. Although at one point I thought the coyote was a fox for several years because I hadn't yeah. seen it for several years right. and I realized, oh, it's not a fox, it's a coyote. <laughs> yeah. He uh, calls he him a space coyote. Space coyote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this episode was written by Ken Keeler. It was directed by Jim Reardon and the showrunners at the time. What, what? Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. Our boys. Our boys. They've both been on the show, so we have to <laughs> always give it up. And they listen to the podcast, yeah. which is super nice. It's very like drive time Zoo Crew Simpsons fans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we just get more and more Zoo Crew as the day goes long. It happens. Yeah. It happens on a podcast. Uh, so another thing that we like to do, and... Um, I'm continuing this divorcing from our previous format because we used to read from the episode guidebook, that big, huge, like every episode ever. It's so, so huge. It's such a struggle to open it. It's the bane of my existence. So instead of reading the summary from there, I've just Wikipedia'd it. So here we go. You could also uh, say that you were looking at the book. You could kind of oh, mind you, Do you yeah. think that people that listen to a Simpsons podcast wouldn't be furious if they listen, were Listen, we, <laughs> we got a tweet once, and they, you know they'll be reading at home, but we got a tweet once that said, sometimes when I listen to Simpsons pod, I can hear Allie and Julia wearing glasses. <laughs> Jesus. I know. <laughs> also, one of my favorite tweets That's pretty ever. great. Um, Is that a, do you feel like that's a factual statement, a playful nag, a condemnation, or? 
or some mixture of all of that. Here's the thing, yeah. It it I think it floats all around in all of the above. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of beautiful. It's a cocktail of a tweet. Now this is a <laughs> wild stab in the dark. Was that comment tweeted at you by, say, a straight white male? <laughs> I've never met one. What do they look like? <laughs> well, they look like me. Oh! <laughs> Just beardy dough balls. Okay. Uh, possibly. With okay. a real axe to grind for every lady <laughs> in the world. I w- really quick, I want to say that on the podcast that I did with you, uh, you mentioned that uh, you thought that comedians all looked like potatoes, and <laughs> that <laughs> is one of my favorite things wow. I've ever heard Get in my life. Get that out of a t-shirt. That's yes. really good. One of my favorite, uh, yeah, one time I just tweeted a picture of a potato and I said this looks like every comedian in the entire world picture this potato <laughs> wearing a red plaid shirt you're not wrong and then I got wrong. one of my friends who is a white male comedian was like uh pot kettle black and I was like I'm referring to myself too <laughs> like I know what I look like yeah All just different kinds of potatoes and if anything like that's the comment you should be making if you do look like that yeah you know like <laughs> and Ellie, I believe you added that uh it, 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 like the skin tone of every kind of Stevie said is, that. Oh, yeah, she's okay, got that yeah. potato uh, coloring. Said, like yeah, not, every- she said that uh, no one is committing to the brown hair color. Like they're just not quite <laughs> brown. They just can't quite commit. Yes. <laughs> That's great. I Much really like love that. Much like other things they can't commit to. Now I remember exactly verbatim what we Relationships. About. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, so in this episode, Homer eats several Guatemalan insanity peppers and hallucinates. Causing him to go on a mysterious voyage. <laughs> Say it in Spanish, please. No, um, don't. <laughs> we don't have misterioso. time. <laughs> misterioso de nuestro. Uh, my <laughs> high school Spanish teacher <laughs> is rolling her eyes right now. Uh, following this, he questions his relationship with Marge and goes on a journey to find his soulmate. Touching. Anything else that you would like to, if, you, if we missed something in that? Was that pretty succinct? Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, that's that's what happens once he gets to the chili cook-off. I, the, I feel like the first... Something I, I sort of noticed, and this it's interesting because my memory for Simpsons episodes comes back so full force when I'm watching an episode I haven't seen in a while. But since I'm not regularly... I, stuff isn't, co- like, stuck in my brain all the time for this show, but as soon as I started to watch a couple in a row, I, just, I remembered how funny... I don't know if there was, like, a season marker where it started to happen, but where... There would be a cold open, not even a cold open, but just a couple minutes in the beginning that would have nothing to do with the rest oh, yeah. of the episode. But this is so, like, it starts with Marge trying to do everything she can <laughs> to keep Homer from remembering that the chili cook-off is that day, where she cuts the big uh, announcement out of the newspaper that, <laughs> and he's like, she's staring through the hole in the newspaper. And, and then yeah. gussies up the drapes, which is one of the yeah. funniest things I've ever heard Marge say. Yeah. <laughs> right, and she just cuts like four inches off the drapes. Yeah. And, then, and it, then you cut to her sewing them together later. Yeah, it's it's just so smash good. cuts to that. <laughs> Um, yeah, Barney calls Homer to see if he needs to be picked up. He doesn't understand what he's talking about. Marge starts vacuuming in front of his face uh, so he can't hear it and starts smoking a cigarette so, yeah. this, so he won't <laughs> smell the chili. Yeah, just filling the house with the rich, satisfying smell of tobacco. And mm-hmm. I, I, f- I also kind of forgot about that stuff at the beginning of the episode. As much as I love this episode, going back is the best because you're just like, oh, yeah, Marge is smoking. That's so funny. One of my favorite moments is when he's looking for his chili boots um, and Marge is just like, you know, please don't go. And he's just like, why don't you have another cigarette or something? And she's just like, maybe <laughs> I will. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> That's um, such a great oh man, it's such a great line for Marge. I think I misquoted it, but I wrote down what I what I there's just so it's this episode is insane because like I said, my memory, like everything kind of comes rushing back, but there's so many ama- like over whatever to what a 25, 26, 27 years of The Simpsons, so many amazing quotes. Yeah. A lot of them came from, you know, first seven, eight, nine <laughs> seasons. But still, that's a lot of episodes. Um and 
in this episode alone, there's so many things where I went, that's this episode. That's this yeah. episode. That, there's like I have, 20 I quotes. I have a bunch of them in my notes. And can I share one of my favorite quotes, like of all time, Simpsons, everything yes. of course. that occurs in this scene when Homer is on the couch and he's uh, just sitting there with Santa's little helper and he goes, yep, it's a lazy dog dangling <laughs> afternoon. Yep. <laughs> I, I think about that a lot of the time in the summer. But a lot of the time in general. (laughs) Uh, That same scene also has one of my favorite quotes from the entire history of the show. And I feel like I'm going to misquote it because I wrote it down like two minutes after it happened. But it's Homer. uh, Marge is telling is saying like every time you go to the chili cook-off, you get stinking drunk and like every reason, every good reason for not wanting him to go. And he says something like, well, everything sounds worse when you remember it. So good. (laughs) It's amazing. Well, she says, uh, which I think is a really, really funny line uh every time you go to that cook-off you get drunk as a poet on payday mm. <laughs> <laughs> so great a very lyrical line from Marge. absolutely <laughs> and uh of course since we're just going through uh things that really stuck with us that you kind of are just like that's from this episode is so i says to mabel i says yeah, yeah. I thank god down. you know thank how god. much i love that quote no the world loves that quote <laughs> the best part about that is he says that a scene goes on, and then he <laughs> continues the thought to Lisa, like, all right, now back to what I was actually I talking know. about. I'm going to tell you about but me talking to Mabel. he say, like, so he says to Mabel, I says, and then he gets interrupted, he goes, I'll finish later. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, following up on consistencies, like, planting and payoff in this episode. Yeah, not a lot of things get forgotten. It's mm-hmm. pretty great. Um, so there are a million reasons that this would be your favorite, but, like, what are some of the things that really stand out that make this such a good episode? I mean, it's well. For, well, the the whole uh, drug trip sequence is unbelievable, and it's really funny because I'm I'm working on a thing as a you know potato comedy writer person, but <laughs> yeah. there, but there is like an an I'm I have always wanted to do something with animation, and I haven't seen this episode in years, and the thing I'm working on has to do with drugs, and I watched this episode and I was like, oh, this is the entire I bet this is the entire <laughs> yeah. reason why. I, anytime I'm visualizing what it looks like and the thing that I'm working on with my friend is this episode it's like it's perfect mm-hmm. the and 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 the way that it incorporates humor it's not just tr- it's not just like trippy for the sake of trippy the scene where that uh pyramid grows to be like gigantic <laughs> and homer has to climb it and then he wakes up the next morning hey get off the course you bum security well golf course did i dream that whole thing Maybe the desert was just a sand trap. Oh, and I bet that crazy pyramid was just a pro shop. And that talking coyote was really just a talking dog. Hi, Homer. Find your soulmate. Hey, wait a minute. There's no such thing as a talking dog. Damn straight. And, of course, the talking uh, space coyote was just a talking dog. Wait, dogs don't talk. Bark damn straight. Mm -hmm. It's so good. So good. Yeah, it's it's incredible. That whole sequence, I think I used to remember that as being the entire episode. I was like, it's that whole whole thing is this crazy drug trip. I mean, it's not. It's probably like a five-minute sequence, but the whole thing is perfect. I agree, yeah. Especially as a little kid or a 14-year-old, like watching that, like it's just so unlike anything you've ever seen. And it could be its own 20 minute thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so much happens. Like, you know, anytime you take the Simpsons outside of the Simpsons household or like somewhere that we see all the time, it is so cool and special. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, there have been a couple episodes like this where the cold open does kind of have a through line. So it does just always feel so cinematic. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like 
you know, you mentioned that must have been it, it, it stuck in your memory, but it must have been only like a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like episodes like this and maybe the segment in Treehouse of Horror, Omega Man. Ooh. When he goes into the virtual reality sort of thing oh, and yeah. like ends up in the exotic cakes shop or whatever. <laughs> I feel like those moments in The Simpsons, because they were s- like stepping outside of what they normally had as the world so like profoundly, that that's a reason why it sticks with us. I mean, not just because the story is great, but because of technically it looked beautiful and you can you had never seen something like that at that time. Yeah, from yeah. anyone. And and especially just for uh, the idea of building a world. I mean, by this point, it was what was it season eight, season seven? Yeah, it was um, season eight. Yeah. So at this point, they've already built out the world kind of a lot. But this is so this is one of probably in my top five episodes of all time. My favorite episode of all time is twenty two short films about Springfield, which so again, good. which again, is far less touching and um, wrenching and beautiful, but it does incorporate a ton of characters, the world, the town. Uh, in kind of a more linear, weird, obviously very Pulp Fiction-y way. That's another <laughs> thing. When I rewatched that recently, I was like, this is all about Pulp Fiction. It really is. Half, like, three quarters of the references are Pulp Fiction references, yeah. which is super weird. Especially the Millhouse storyline, which is such a fun one that I, I, I sometimes forget about that. Yeah, it's when so he has good. to use the bathroom <laughs> and they go into the comic. Well, it's no, no. He, they go into the war the supplies. Gun store. The gun yeah. store. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so for the same reason, that's why I love this episode. But at, but the the emotional uh, through line that is running through it is so amazing. Just yeah. that like Homer can't help but piss off Marge, and he thinks he did something so terrible. And just that, just the the emotional repair where he says something like, "You thought we weren't," or he's like, "I thought we, uh, I wanted to find my soulmate, something, something," and she says. You thought we weren't because we had a fight? No, that's just what happens. And I'm like, right. oh, I know. It's just sometimes <laughs> you have a fight. Uh, it's um, beautiful. Yeah, it's really yeah. great. And the scene where, like, the beginning of his trip where he thinks he sees her and he just sees <sighs> her from the back and he's running around her and it's just, like, her... What? That, yeah. that visual is insane. That's it is. like Fantasia where he keeps running and it just, all he sees is the back of her head and then she blows away in a pile of so dust. So sad and yeah. scary. And also Johnny Cash. Also, the Johnny coolest Cash. person who's ever lived. Oh um, my god! I read in my research that it was going to be. Well, they originally approached Bob Dylan mm-hmm. um, to to voice it, but he had that would have been so bad. He had turned he down the made, show so many times. Done the worst Such line a neurotic. Reading. They also approached him for Homer Palooza, but he also was oh, said man. no. He would have given them one take of every line, and it would they would have all been horrible. And they're like, know. I guess we got to keep it. It's Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Johnny Cash is is great as the space coyote. That deep voice. Yeah, and I had also read that, um, so David Silverman directed all of the uh, trippy animation sequences uh, when he meets the Space Coyote, and he made a point to not want to ship it out to um, uh, South Korea, which is where they normally would ship out their animation, because he just really, really wanted the integrity of, of the vision of like the feeling of that world to not be messed with at all. David Silverman is truly a genius yeah everything that he's done is so good and he also directed the simpsons movie which Mm -hmm. made me kind of love the simpsons again for like the you know falling in love again not the old stuff but that'll never die but it really brought me back and i like the movie that's that's what i'm saying yeah he did such a good job of capturing like new and old simpsons and like all this stuff it was such a great cinematic event too yeah what i love about david silverman too is that like he really is constantly pushing like he really like all of all that they do from season one through you know whenever is they continue to make it grow in new ways and they were always pushing the envelope and making it really fun and like this episode shows it yeah uh, the movie has one of my all-time favorite simpsons jokes visual gags ever 
I think it's so well. Actually, the the one with all the <laughs> when all the magnifying glasses go over naked Bart and you see his tiny dick. Yeah, that, that's not my favorite joke, but I am. I do. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you gonna talk about tiny dick? <laughs> no, but the visual where everybody's freaking out and everybody uh, runs out of the church and into Moe's and everybody runs out of Moe's and into the church. Yeah, and you find out that the church and Moe's are right next door to each other. So it's like <laughs> all the alcoholics are trying to find God. All the religious right. people are trying to drink. It's so. It's perfect. It's pretty profound. They had so many yeah. great moments like that in the movie. It was it was so incredible. But what I was going to say in regards to this episode is um, going back to the whole, I mean, the basic theme of this episode is, you know, how do you know if your soulmate is really your soulmate? Yeah. I think <laughs> this addresses um, uh, an audience uh, question for a really long time. Like, are Homer and Marge, like, really good for each other? Because Homer is such a bumbling idiot. Mm-hmm. And in our episode with Emily Heller, she made a real strong case. I was thinking about that episode for too. Homer being a useless pile of shit, not which in I, her own words. Which I, which <laughs> but I, she was just so like, Marge is so much better than <laughs> Homer. Why? Why does she even bother? Yeah, it's uh, it's well, it's funny because I this episode encapsulates their relationship so perfectly yeah. that it does kind of, and I guess it's inevitable when you make. What are there? Four hundred? How many episodes? I won't right, what even are we count. At? Twenty-seven seasons, but just like over the years, the timeline has shifted so much that they've done the Marge and Homer meeting each other story. So, like, yeah. they've met in the sixties and the nineties. I heard somebody <laughs> like say that there's an episode last season where they they there's an, a flashback where they met and Homer was in a grunge band yeah. in the nineties. Yeah, uh-huh. sadgasm, cuckoo. I know. I've already freaked um, out about this <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> But anyway, it's Nick like Weiger blew my mind with that. I think that's insane because there's so many um, there's so many moments in this episode where it's like, no, no, just I know that there's really no, like they, they mess with their timeline and they reset and, and they you kind of have to with it being a, you know, insane institution that's gone on for, I mean, 500, however many hundreds of episodes. It's 586. Our intern, Brandon, just informed that's me. It's too many. <laughs> I think. It's a lot of it's a lot of television. There was a time like 10 years ago where I was. Like before, before the movie, I was like, "Why don't they? They should just stop and do a new. Everybody I should agree. just do a new thing. They love right. to make this thing. They should just do a thing, a new thing that could be great, and uh, they'll never stop." Well, <laughs> it is fun to watch like the side projects of the Simpsons writers. Like the current, um, someone who currently writes in the Simpsons, um, Mike Price. Uh, is who co-created F is for Family, which I think is one of the best shows out right now. And it just I premiered on Netflix. Yeah, Bill Burr's show. Bill Burr, Sam Rockwell's in it. Laura Dern oh, does Sam the voice Rockwell. of the mom. I know. Allie and I just <laughs> realized that Sam Rockwell is our ultimate number one. Number movie crush. one. It's so crazy that we didn't we talk about this. We never talked dinner. about this until now. Uh, what's the? Oh, Iron Man two. He does a little cute little dance in that. You should watch <laughs> any that. any movie that he does a cute little dance. There's a I'm super in. there's a super cut on YouTube that I have watched perhaps too many Ooh. times. He takes a lot. He takes a lot of liberties with dancing in movies i think yeah but uh i i mentioned that just to say just like you know it it occurred to me too that idea of just kind of like oh yeah i just i'd like them to leave this alone maybe and do something else but they're also doing something else so why not continue the simpsons so who knows but it's just a weird thing where it's like yeah you know i'm really passionate about this thing but you know this is my like some people their day job (laughs) is making every the best best show show that's ever been made um and uh it is just the amount of gags, excuse me, that are in this episode while still having it be like be so emotionally resonant. It's amazing because it's just not they don't it's not it's there's it's all gag based now. Well, yeah. 
in the regards to this episode, it's like, sure, they have this. They could have a whole episode that was just this theme yeah. of I Marge know. and Homer's relationship. And yet they never rest. It's they have. They say he carved it himself from a bigger. <laughs> <stone>. <laughs> With a fireproof stomach. Oh, carved it himself from a bigger yep. spoon. They've got I, that. Oh. Yeah, I want to know some of your favorite moments, some of the specific things that make you laugh to this day, something that really got you as a 14 year old. What are the things that hit you? Oh man, that spoon, the spoon joke is amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lenny is always down. so funny. Yeah. Um, I love, best. I love, um, <laughs> I just love any joke. Where you you get to see the world and how the characters think about each other. Because if you've ever seen, whatever, it's a puzzle and a poster. Just the poster with, like, every single character. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting to imagine that they all... The fact that, like... What is his name? The old... The the crusty old sailor. What's his name? Oh, um... Whatever his... Whatever, whatever. But just the fact that, like, Marge could know who that guy is. (laughs) Right. So over 27 years, it's like, yeah, I know every single person in this town. But, um... The line where Homer's talking to Wiggum and he goes, Well, Chief, don't quit your day job. <laughs> Whatever that is. Yeah. He's like, he's in a cop uniform, you idiot. I know. Uh, which is like in an episode where he's breaking down about having a soulmate. He's still stupid enough that he doesn't know what the job the police chief has. Um, yeah. I in in terms of like uh, jokes that kind of like build up that world. Like I love uh, I love Marge uh, seeing eight spices. Well, some of these must be duplicates. I know mm-hmm. or doubles. So oregano. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, I that's love another thing. What the hell? Me too. Especially when you're a kid, you're just like, oh, am I allowed to say it now? Marge said it. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. that moment has less artsy, more fartsy. That which is I feel has invaded the lexicon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my. F- one of my favorite jokes of all time, not just in this show, <laughs> is I can't remember what it cuts from to Homer super distraught, sitting in a therapist's on a therapist's yes. couch, laying on a therapist's well, we couch. I always figured my wife was my soulmate, but if it's not Marge, then who is it? Where do I begin looking? This really goes beyond my training as a furniture salesman, sir. Now, if you don't want the sofa, I'll have to ask you to leave. The guy sitting next to him, who is dressed <laughs> like a therapist, uh, says this really goes beyond my training as a furniture salesman. Oh. And they're in a furniture showroom. An all-night furniture store, yes. it says outside. All night. So Just a funny. perfect joke. <laughs> I just can't. Like, how did they get anything done in that writer's room? The one, like, I they must have, just have been, been laughing so hard. They would have just been high-fiving each other all night. <laughs> they must have been so ripped. Six-pack abs from laughing. <laughs> yes. Definitely a That's lot of hilarious. strong hunks in that writer's yeah. room. Oh, yeah. Strong hunks in any writer's room. Are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> what do you th- which TV show do you think has the strongest tongues? Tosh.0. Tosh.0 <laughs> oh for sure. Un- undateable live. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 30 minutes in the room and then we all go to the gym for three hours. <laughs> CrossFit. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oops. Uh, oh, uh, another joke I love that I guess I forgot about is in the sort of the first couple minutes of the trip where he's uh, where the tortoise. He's, he, Homer sees the tortoise, oh, and the tortoise is spelling great. out is spelling out uh, words in the sand, and it's going so slow, and it says "follow the," and he's like, "Yes, yes," <laughs> and it slowly starts to spell out "tortoise," obviously. So he's like, "Oh," because the tortoise is so slow. Huh? A tortoise. Follow the. <gasps> this must be why I'm here. 
Follow the what? Follow the what? Hurry up! Ow! Get moving, you stupid. When I'm kicking you, that means hurry up. Come on. <laughs> and then the fact that he's just so impatient. Like, he's getting taken on a spiritual quest. Yes, of course. Where he's going to find out about his soulmate, <laughs> and he just cannot handle how slow the tortoise is. So he's like, come on, go, go, go. And then he kicks the tortoise, and it just sails a mile ahead of him and then he just <laughs> runs like well this is where the tortoise was going anyway it's just so it's just well because he's still homer yeah, yeah. you know and i Good think point. that that yeah it's it's beautiful to see like the consistency of his character in these insane situations and how he plays with the other uh random characters he encounters yeah and uh, in the way that homer is still homer i love that space coyote is still a space coyote and gnaws at his leg yep Oh, what is yeah, it? yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. So, I am I a am coyote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's such a great little moment. Like there are all these little tidbits so in this cute. episode. Yeah, it is so it is cute. cute. It didn't need to be. Like none of this <laughs> needed to be. But yet, you know, the the writers just take such care with every episode. God damn it, you guys. I yeah, will also true. say that something I like. That's not. That's less of a joke and more just a specific or a testament to how on fire they were in this season. Is that. This is like, I wouldn't say this is exactly what being on drugs is like. It's not, obviously. You're not going to hallucinate that you're climbing a pyramid and it's really just the stairs of a pro shop. But in later episodes, there's a, I can't remember. I feel like it's probably season 15 or something. But there's a, there's a weed episode. Hmm. I forget what it is. I think Fish is in it as themselves. Oh, yeah. But there's like a scene where Homer gets high. And mm-hmm. it's like this drug trip like it's he sees psychedelic colors and he's yeah. like riding on a <laughs> banana or something and i'm like no like he that's a that's not what smoking oh, weed is like. like at all and if you've already established a world where if you eat insanity peppers yeah you're gonna trip out and see amazing stuff it, you should I was just, I, I don't it know. It takes I, away from it a little I was bit. A, I was a slightly older nerd being like, they already did a drug trip and it was <laughs> right. more. I, I just think like they were really slavish to detail more. Yeah, well that, I mean, I think that example is such a clear indication of like the changing of the guards with the writers in the writer's room. Because mm-hmm. so that's, you estimate season 15, this is season eight. And um, I read that in, in regards to this episode, this was actually originally pitched by George Meyer to be a season three episode. Oh, wow. But and he so was glad really it wasn't. I know. Well, um, Graining was the one that was like, I think it's too early for us to do good this job, kind of episode. Graining. I know. <laughs> <laughs> good job, Dad. Hey, Matt. Good job. Hey, he's doing all right. I Matty think. G. Matty G. <laughs> um, but uh, but the ho- his whole point was like, I want to do a drug trip episode, but don't have drugs in it. Mm-hmm. I want it mm. to be from a hot pepper. How can we do this? I find that to be more creative than just a straight up. I'm sure that episode, it wasn't entirely about this weed trip, but it just feels a little unhinged. It it feels unhinged from reality. Fish was in it. It, Yeah, it just, (laughs) I don't know. I feel like uh, people's bullshit radar were probably going up like yours was. Yeah, at least nerds. Uh, And I can say, (laughs) I don't know if, uh, I don't know if there's ever, I mean, if there's a time for just general uh, notes, please. not just for this episode, but yes, please. I have a p- bit of a personal connection to this, to Ooh. the Simpsons. Uh, I spent an entire summer, I believe it was maybe the summer of 2008, um, being a, an assistant to Richard Sakai, where I would sit in his uh, home th- movie theater and help him <laughs> consolidate his DVD collection for which he is ranked in the world. So I spent... Um, so I'd say two and a half months driving to his 
gigantic mansion where he had people working on the outside of the house. His wife was starting a fashion line, so she had a two assistants, a nanny, construction workers. Me and two creepy twins uh, were not Sherry and Terry, uh, boy <laughs> twins. Um, Larry and Gary. Larry and Gary. <laughs> I look forward to this indie film that you're describing. Uh, it was very boring and sad. Oh, well, that's every Sounds indie like film. indie films. <laughs> yes. Me, Sounds like Sundance. <laughs> uh, me, fresh out of a two-year relationship, would go and sit in a tiny chair that was taken from his daughter's uh, like toy desk and sit hunched oh over these. God. So he basically bought boxes and boxes and boxes of these slim DVD cases because the big ones were taking up too much space. So he was like, I need guys. <laughs> I need some dudes to, uh, to help me out. I think Tim Kalpakis or Mike Mitchell recommended oh, wow. me for it because they were working at Gracie films at the time. And Richard Sakai was like, send me some able-bodied boys up to my house. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so he would putter around the house in basketball shorts and a polo shirt and order dozens and dozens of DVDs that he would never watch, but he was ranked. So it was just like about the amount of them. Yeah. And he had Blu-rays were just getting started. HD DVDs were just getting discontinued. So he would send an assistant to go and buy one copy from every medium. So whatever, you know, what, what kind of, any kind of a movie that would come out around 2008, it would, you know, um, well, I don't even know. Wimbledon with Chris yeah. Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> go buy Wimbledon line. on uh, that was Blu-ray. Pete Dunst. Yeah. Oh, Post yeah. Elizabeth Town. <laughs> yes, rocking you know? those, rocking a tennis skirt. Obviously, perfect. Yeah. Paul Bettany. <laughs> I've never seen this movie. I don't know why I know these things. Anyway, I, I remember just the poster, and that's all I need. Yeah, that's all I need. That's all anybody needs. But I, yeah, I spent so much time in that man's house, and it definitely demystified it a little bit for me because it yeah. was my. It is. I don't think. I mean, I never say that it's my favorite show because I think it goes without saying. There's, right. I want to. I want people to know that I love news radio because that's the best totally. show. Totally, it but, is. But <laughs> that's like a weird show that people are like. What's that? No one's gonna go like. You like The Simpsons? Yeah, <laughs> really? yeah, yeah. It's like. What saying, do you like, like about it? Hey, did you guys know Game of Thrones is a good show? It's like yeah, everybody. You're like people that don't. I actually don't know it's a good show. Whoa! I've never seen it. Whoa! I gave it a shot. <laughs> then my example is uh, is not accurate. <laughs> but we got what you meant. Yeah. yeah. So it Generally works. speaking. Yeah. I also don't like that on The Simpsons now they have iPads and cell phones. Yeah. I don't like that disturbing either. to me. That I like bums me yeah. the fuck out. Yeah, me it's too. Gross. That's actually something that's funny too when um, Homer is talking to Space Coyote. Clarity is the path to inner peace. Well, what should I do? Should I meditate? Should I get rid of all my possessions? Are you kidding? <laughs> if anything, you should get more possessions. You don't even have a computer. Yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> it's it's great. Yeah, I, I maybe that. Well, I'm. I'll say that that's definitely because I grew up with The Simpsons at a certain era and a certain level of technology, and so that's how. I remember The Simpsons not having all these gadgets laying around. I just feel, I keep making it about my parents or like parents in general, like in terms of like, uh, you know, if if they cancel, that I feel like they are getting a divorce or something, even after you moved out of the house. I feel like the iPhone's just like mom gets a boob job. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it makes her happy. And I'm sure tons of people love looking at mom. I just don't want that in my life. Yeah. 
I personally fought my mom getting a smartphone for a really long I time. I thought you were going <laughs> to go the other direction. I, and, and mom, she, you well, don't she need a, those fake tits. Here's, here's the twist. I encouraged a boob job. I was like, Mom, you listen. But how is she going to find the Yelp reviews for the doctor if uh, not on a smartphone? I know. Smart. That's, true. that's why I caved on both ends. <laughs> also, I remember uh, having, I don't remember when this was, but I had a conversation with uh, Mike Mitchell from the Birthday Boys about this where he was, re- his big biggest problem with it was the fake brand name of the, of the things that they, the, like the iPhone is Mapple, just yeah. Apple with an M no. in front of it. And I didn't know that and it blew my mind in the worst way. I was like, that's the least creative thing they've ever done. It's just like, what do we call it? Mapple. That was Although, an intern. <laughs> and their logo looks like berries, I think. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. Sometimes that does work for me. It doesn't in this case. However, in the Powerpuff Girls, they have a grocery store called Mouse instead of Ralph's. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> I think that's no, really that's, good. That's I hope good. that holds up in the new uh, <laughs> version of Powerpuff Girls. Uh, I'm already very excited about that. I hope it's good. Yeah. Mouse. Yeah. Just funny. because Mouth is so. Speaking of. Ralph, <laughs> because I have yeah. no better segue. I love, I love kind of a misshapen head Ralph in this yeah. episode. Yeah, I love that he doesn't have any jokes. He's kind of just there to be like, "You don't want to eat wax, do you, Mister?" <laughs> oh, lousy Wickham! Now the whole town thinks I'm a chilly wuss. Wait, Mister, you're drinking a candle. You don't want to get wax in your mouth, do you? Maybe I do, son. Maybe I do. A lot of people were saying that that <laughs> moment. Maybe I do. <laughs> I love that. A lot of people were saying that that moment was like the smartest that Ralph has ever been. It's true. It, it blew feel, their mind. It did feel very unlike what we know as Ralph. Right. But it worked and I loved it. Well, it, it was off of a censor's note because they didn't want mimicable behavior with Homer drinking so ev- wax. Mm, so even a stupid kid would know better than to drink wax. That's, that was their creative way around it because the censors were like, can you just have, we don't want kids drinking wax and being like, this is okay. Can you just have Homer scream? And they're <laughs> like, nah, no, we'll just have Ralph say something. I will say nothing seems more fun as a kid uh, and be even now than putting wax in your mouth it didn't and then work being able i still to, wanted to do I, it I well spitting out that dagger of wax so that's cool. the we- that might be the thing that stuck with me the most from when i watched this as a kid yeah. is that he downs a whole candle and then spits out the excess and so it looks like a weird funny. sword as soon as i saw that i rewatched this last night i was like yep that moment i remember that it's like yeah a, it's like the <laughs> like the avenger that didn't make it into the cut it's mm-hmm. just like wax it's man weird like constantly it's just so cool one thing i think is cool uh because in the future homer would get so stupid uh and stu- like whatever he was always a dope uh who choked his only son <laughs> which is <laughs> Thankfully, there's none of it that in this like episode. It you're reading a Bible verse when you say that. He choked his only son. And Hallowed yeah. be thy name. <laughs> thy kingdom come. And Homer begat Bart, who he would choke. Um, That's a church I would attend. Yeah. I'm sure I'm it exists somewhere. organized religion now. Hey, you know, there was a guy who was kind of like Homer a long time ago. <laughs> Don't cool pastor us. <laughs> you, you guys can't see it uh, because you're listening, but he just turned his chair around and he put his legs on either side. He slipped his baseball cap back. Mm-hmm. It's real bad over here, you it's guys. It's real good over here. No. Uh, As in the good book? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not just the Simpsons episode guide that's a good book. Oh, no. Uh, no, but so, so obviously Homer does so many stupid things in this episode, but I feel... As though if this was, say, season 12 or on, he would have just doubled down and it would have gotten so much worse. And you might probably wouldn't have an emotional repair until the last 20 seconds. But to me, the one of the coolest, it's not even a joke, but 
when the first thing Homer does in his drug trip is he sees that the closer and further away he gets from the sun, the sun moves up and down. Yeah. So he's like, I can't remember what he says, but he's just running sunrise, back. Sunrise, sunset. Oh, yeah, sunrise, <laughs> sunset, sunrise, sunset. And he does it so many times that the sun shatters into a million pieces. And he says, uh, what does he say? Note to self, stop doing anything. Yeah. Which is like, he kind of doesn't fuck any more shit up. I feel like yeah, if it was a little bit later, he would have just ruined his own drug trip but he actually learned something that's a great point yeah that is a great point and i feel like this episode when it comes to the logic within this episode they are so careful to be to 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 remember every detail and to respect it Mm -hmm. like a moment like that and also oh my gosh how traumatic of an image is the sun shattering (laughs) yep (laughs) i just had a flashback to being like oh no in like my little kid brain that's but that still funny. didn't stop him from like kicking a tortoise a hundred miles from also that is one of my favorite animated visual jokes <laughs> of like an animal I know I love animals <laughs> but an animal just be like Meh. I love animals yep. getting slightly hurt <laughs> they're slightly. cartoon animals <laughs> yeah I just or anything just going Meh. yeah it's mm-hmm. great yeah it's <laughs> and of course the uh, sun sunrise sunset uh, is you know they do that format all the time in the best way like when he's in the hospital bed bed goes up bed goes down mm-hmm. yeah and uh, you know uh, Australia USA whatever that one was oh and he's stepping over the mm-hmm. line between, yeah, yeah I yeah. love that I that was very uh, something fun to imitate as a child yeah so in this episode so Homer has that drug trip and then he's wandering through his world um, searching for his soulmate and and desperate to find it and he finds the the lighthouse and runs up uh, and goes oh if anybody understands me it'll be that guy over there or something <laughs> earl my yeah. new friend's name is earl yeah. also again david silverman you know anyone that had anything to do with the animation and the you know all the things here it's so cinematic and beautiful it's gorgeous waves crashing it's nighttime it's like he's really running and then the little gag of him being covered in seaweed like yeah there's not a, a starfish moment. on his with head a starfish. there's yeah. not a moment that isn't beautiful and funny at the same time yeah and so then what does earl stand for uh electronic automated robot robotic lighthouse. robotic lighthouse, lighthouse. <laughs> How smart. How uh, smart. So of course, funny. there are no more lighthouse keepers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, before they got to the lighthouse, though, I did really love the moment. My This is a joke where I remember my dad laughing super hard was when Homer's going through uh, the record collection. And yes, names. I wrote that down <laughs> and I thought of you. Can yep, you that's can a you great. That <laughs> is a great. I can absolutely. <laughs> and thank you for thinking of me, although <laughs> I know it's because <laughs> I'm a snob. <laughs> a classic <laughs> Simpsons switcheroo is this joke. It's yes. just such a perfect... <laughs> Um, he, he basically says like, we don't have anything in common. Look at these records. Jim Neighbors, Glenn Campbell, the Doodletown Pipers. Now look at her records. They stink. They stink. They stink. <laughs> they stink. So good. Yeah. So good. Um, that's, that's in the, the vein of, um, uh, Starland vocal band. Absolutely. Yeah. Starland vocal band. They su- That's why I said they suck. That's the tattoo I'd probably get, by the way, yeah. if I ever got one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so him being in the lighthouse is like such uh, a crazy moment. And it's mm-hmm. kind of funny, just like, I had never considered Homer to be a lonely person, but you believe him when he says, like, finally, like, we won't be alone anymore. Like, neither right. are you know, we cannot be lonely together or something. Like, it, they really convince you, like, Homer's really going through something right now. Yeah, because there's no other person like Homer. Yeah. And and his like ignorance can be very isolating, <laughs> I would feel. But it does sort of, it does kind of uh ask you to suspend your disbelief of yeah. the fact that like you know that he spends half of the episodes of this show like drinking with four I, people at, right. at a bar. Oh yeah, 
I also love when he goes in and he, <laughs> he goes to the bar and he's like, Barney, my soulmate. And then they all list who they are to Homer. Hey, Barney, soulmate, let me buy you a beer. Okay, but I'm not your soulmate. I'm really more of a chum. Well, what about you, Lenny? I'm a crony. Carol? I'd say acquaintance. Godly sympathizer. Compadre. Associate. Contemporary. I'm a well-wisher, in that I don't wish you any specific harm. Oh, it's like yeah. acquaintance, like Dr. Hibbert's there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, what is he like, You're not my soulmate. You're my they each, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And of course, I think this is um, this is one that stuck with my dad as well, was just kind of like the Batman signal. Just oh, like, oh, is yeah. that dad that or Batman's really let himself yeah, go? Yeah, because Homer is standing <laughs> in like the light and it's having this Batman silhouette. And it's so funny. <laughs> you know what's funny? It, it, it's not such a, it's not super like, this is where the logic doesn't work, but it's fun. I think I remember watching this as a kid and thinking that s- them seeing his silhouette in the lighthouse is why Marge came to find him. And then she shows up to find him, and he's and I can't remember why. Did you did you something something? She goes, "Oh no, I figured you didn't take public transportation because that's, that's for losers." Love that moment. Uh, yeah. But how did you find me? Well, I was sure you'd be on foot because you always say public transportation is for losers, and I was sure you'd head west because Springfield slopes down that way. And then I saw the lighthouse, and I remembered how you love blinking lights. Like the one on the waffle iron. Or that little guy on the don't walk sign. Yeah. And you, you went west because, because uh, Springfield has kind of a slope. A downward slope, yeah. yeah. Which is, it's like... And then yeah. I remembered that you liked uh, like blinking lights. Oh, yeah, blinking lights. Like the like one the on the, guy the, on the, the, the waffle. waffle iron. Yeah. And the little guy on the don't walk sign. Like, yep. that is soulmate. Yeah. That is just that like is. she knows. It's so sweet. <laughs> it is. It's like an insane episode with 25 jokes that... If you didn't remember this, you would think would be scattered across the entire series. But it, they're not. It's they're a bunch of perfect <laughs> jokes yeah. in an episode that ends where you're like, oh, love is real. <laughs> love is real. Maybe. Yeah. Well, love is real and it, it can be unconventional and it, it isn't dependent on this algorithm that you put a profile online and like mm-hmm, fill I out agree. your favorite TV shows or your favorite movies. Like, but sometimes you're so it's ma- that too. It, sometimes <laughs> it is that, but it, that's not everything. And no. I feel like their example through Homer and Marge is just so beautiful. Absolutely. So FXX does a thing where when you log in, at least on your computer, it starts playing an episode kind of that everyone is watching. Like it's kind of like turning on a TV. Yeah. And um, the episode that was playing was The Way We Was, which is probably in my top two. Yeah. uh, Because I love sappy Homer Marge stuff. I think it's the best. And um, one? Yeah, it's yeah. how they got together. It's that meeting in high school and like him getting oh, attention. Yeah. It's the um Artie Artie yeah. Fifth. Yeah. Uh Fifth? Artie Ziff. 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 Thank you. Artie John Ziff. Lovitz, right? John yeah, Lovitz. Which yeah. is great. Um, a, that's probably my favorite Lovitz character. He's so good. It yeah. stinks. But anyway, wrong guy. <laughs> that, but yeah, still. But that's a whole I, uh, I categorize that. <laughs> Has anyone done the episode where the critic Jay Sherman comes to spring? Jonah, Jonah Ray, Ray did. did. But yeah, um, that's a weird episode. We Thanks. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> listen, we remember the podcast we've done. <laughs> uh, Earl. But anyway, um, it, it was hard to turn that off because it's like such an emotional story. And it really is just like I love their relationship. And I totally understand why people would, you know, really be rooting for Marge in a way that says that she should do her own thing or be with someone who's like, you know, smarter or whatever. But they love each other. And I love that. Yeah. I um. believe it. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad I picked this episode. I'm you glad guys. you did the best. Because I got to say, you know what I almost picked? And it would have been such a <laughs> more. Ne- I mean, I w- I'm so I would never have actually gone through this, but I almost picked 
the Simpsons Family Guy crossover episode. Oh my it made god, me, we wouldn't have let you. It made you wouldn't. Have, it <laughs> you made no, me fucking rascal. It made me so <laughs> fucking angry I watching that. But I was like, it, it. I I really spun out, and then <laughs> I went as far as to wonder beyond just money. I thought about how when Family Guy premiered in like ninety nine or ninety eight. The Simpsons was already on Fox and was already one of the most popular shows of yeah. all time ever. And Fox was like, yeah, 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 let's do this one, too. It's like, this is, it's like from <laughs> if you blur your eyes while watching like the first episode of Family Guy, it could be like you were watching The Simpsons. I know. I it's know. It's really interesting. And it, I, I have gone on record in saying, like, I do think that there are a lot of good moments from early Family Guy. Sure. And like, especially, I mean we're not that different in age but you know i was a little kid when family guy was on and so I mean, like i'm you know I'm, I'm older than you yeah so like so like for me i'm an older millennial <laughs> if i want to tell your audience that Ooh. i'm right on the cusp stop it you're getting them too wet i'm almost <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck you're gonna get so oh, many complaints no. we got so fucking horny while we were working at our graphic <laughs> design jobs with nowhere to go horny as fuck i masturbated in my car and it crashed into oh, a median because no. dave horowitz is an older millennial and I googled him and he has a fucking beard with gray hair in it. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. You know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give my email address after this too. Ooh. Um, I was going to say, I was going to say two things. Uh, stuff you may have missed in this episode. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, the, uh, I just, this is just from the internet, but um, during Homer's voyage, the clouds in one shot are live action footage and 3D oh. computer animation was used for the giant butterflies. Oh, I forgot about the giant butterfly. Yeah. Oh, really quick. One mm-hmm. of my favorite moments, just because like there's so much that happens in the visuals that it's kind of hard to keep track. But I laughed so hard <laughs> when the snake wraps around Homer and then the snake leaves and then Homer just goes, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so good. <laughs> I'm going to be leaving now. <laughs> it's the beginning of. Yeah. It, that's like one of the first thing. It is. Is, is it the first thing that the happens? Butterfly, I yeah. think it's. It's so, yeah, where he, it's him, like, realizing he's on drugs. Yeah. Oh, it's just such a, that's, that's like, kind of a super really. relatable moment of, like, oh, this is what this, this oh is what no. the next couple hours are going to be like. Right, right, right. Um, so, a couple more. Uh, Please, I love the these. The main plot of the episode is based on the works of Carlos Castaneda, with some of the Native American imagery being similar to that used in the film Dances with Wolves. My God. People were shaking their fists. Shake hard, a boy. Uh, they were listening. <laughs> what is she going to mention, Carlos Castaneda? <laughs> Uh, the Lighthouse Keeper, actually being a computer, is a reference to the episode of The Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. Allie Gertz, uh, The Old Man in the Cave, in which a man in a cave turns out to be a computer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. just, it's not so much a reference as the exact <laughs> thing. Yep, that's the Simpsons style, baby. Um, and then I think either Josh Weinstein or Mike Scully mentioned this on the previous episode, but Homer waking up on a golf course was a reference to something that happened to a friend of one of the producers who blacked out waking up on a golf course in a different town and state. And he had to buy a map from Seven Eleven in order to find out where he was. He then had to walk several miles in order to get back to his friend's house, which was the last place he remembered being the night before. That's why you don't want cell phones in your episodes. It's, you know what I mean? Like if you're like, you know, it, you have to go out of your way in live action to convince the audience that you're not going to have a cell phone. But if it's a cartoon, you don't have to worry about no. keeping up with modern no. day stuff. No one's going to have yeah. five fingers. Just don't give them cell phones. Exactly. Absolutely. So yeah, they can that, tweet. that kind of stuff. They what get to stay. Doing? They get to stay in Seinfeld um, like scenarios for 
the rest of time, and then oh, they kind of like made it so that they can. Oh, every episode of Seinfeld would be completely undone if anyone had a cell phone. Exactly. Yeah, and they're kind of doing that anyway. I digress. Any other moments that we missed? Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, those uh, are pretty killer. Those are pretty killer. Um, so do you have any like final thoughts about this uh, episode or just the show in general that you would write on the blackboard of The Simpsons? Yeah. Oh man, that doesn't I would write on the blackboard. Mm-hmm. Over it, doesn't and over. it doesn't have to be too succinct, but what's the what's the takeaway here? I just okay. So I think it's. I mean, I, I maybe when I was younger, I would have picked a Bart episode. Uh, I mean, the episode where Lisa go, they go on vacation and she get becomes cool. Summer four foot two. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, that's not a surprise. One of the best ever, and one of my favorites. But. Yeah, Homer and Marge. I, I I kind of surprised myself, and I was like, "Oh, this is like my favorite episode of this Aww, show. It's a Homer and Marge episode." It made me like you more. I don't know you that well, but and <laughs> but it was before you were like, eh. "No, it's really true." Just because like you could kind of get a sense of what someone is like in some ways by like how tough. Like it, you know, I would learn nothing about you if you picked a funny episode other than you're funny, which I already knew about you. But the fact that you chose something that was more emotional. I think says quite a bit. I love that. In the best way. Well, yeah. it's but and also as we've dis- discussed on top of it it's a sandwich of, you know, whatever, emotional resonance and just so many jokes it's that It's true. That therapist furniture <laughs> store joke yeah. is if I thought of that joke, I would quit immediately. Absolutely. I'd be like, "Well, I'm going to just give this joke to someone and move back to my parents' Absolutely. house." Absolutely. Yep. It's like my job here is done. That's the funniest thing I've ever pitched. Yeah. So I think I just feel like the best I feel like you could use this episode as a rubric for what makes anything a good episode of anything or a good short story or a good movie or a good play anything. It is so fucking sweet and touching and feels weirdly real, even though these people Mm -hmm. are insane. And it's also one of the funniest episodes of this show that's ever been. So I think if you can marry those two things you're a brilliant genius and you deserve to have your show on the air for 580 million episodes. <laughs> yeah, Agreed. Well, it's a great example of something that is so hard to do with a television show, especially one that has been, um, you know, s- like critically beloved since the beginning pretty much, but you're fucking with the format without betraying the audience. Mm-hmm. And I feel like totally. a lot of shows attempt something like that, but it's misguided. They don't know exactly how to do it without completely betraying what the audience's expectations are. Wait, I just realized something super... I mean, to build on that and also... Okay, so I think it's funny that this is my favorite episode of The Simpsons, which I'm just now realizing that it is my favorite, and I do like it more than 22 short films about Springfield, and I'm realizing it <laughs> yes. on the air live. Oh, my it's God. It's exclusive to this podcast. Remember but where you were in traffic, never, getting wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. God damn it. I um, know. Uh, but it, so it actually kind of mirrors my favorite episode of Rick and Morty, which is Rixty Minutes from the first Yay. season, which is a fucking crazy episode with some of the weirdest, stupidest jokes that you will ever see in anything. And it is an episode that makes a case for why uh, why the parents, Jerry and... What is her name? Beth. Why Jerry and Beth should be together. That's amazing. Absolutely. What happens in an episode for people that have Oh, seen? my God. So there are alternate timelines. Basically, Rick gives a... Has like a, a way to make the TV have multiple channels. Yeah, he like puts a crystal in the cable box. <laughs> it's also a great way. There's so many great jokes with the channel surfing. Oh my god! But god. then they also yeah. have like these um, 
these goggles, goggles that show you the alternate timelines and Beth kind of, I wrote a song about this actually. It's called All I Wanted. It's on my Rick and Morty concept album. Ooh. And, uh, but anyway, uh, feel free to explain it. I just got excited. Yeah. I totally stole it from you, but uh, it's very meta because it's basically the A that's the, the, so the B story is these goggles that can like show other timelines that might've happened in these people's lives or they're going to watch interdimensional TV from all over the galaxy and all different universes and whatever. And so basically uh, Rick says something like, I'm going to go do this. Basically, it's like, I feel like it's always sunny. Does this a lot where I was thinking about it, it's always sunny a right cold now open will be like, uh, like D will go like, hey, I really need help like doing my taxes. I'm like, no, 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 we don't want to do your thing. We want to do our thing. <laughs> and it basically is saying like, no, you're the B story. We're going to be the A story. So it cuts back. This Rick and Morty cuts back and forth between watching all of these insane shows Uh there's a fake ad for something called Turbulent Juice, which is just like weird men shooting uh, what looks like toothpaste tubes all over each other. And yeah. ants, in, ants in my eyes, Johnson. That's, oh, yeah. There's that's an ad my for favorite, a, actually. There's an ad he, for a furniture, like a, a, just an so everything, everything must go store. I can't. Oh, ants in my eyes. Just got, he's I hope ants. the prices aren't too low. <laughs> yeah, he's, they're eating his eyes so he can't see anything. Uh, I think his arm burns off in one of them. But mm-hmm. basically, uh, in the other timeline, Jerry becomes a big star and... Uh, he's Beth. doing uh, cocaine with Johnny Depp and sleeping with Kristen Stewart. Yes, but basically it, it ends in this beautiful, I forget what song is playing, but it's just the sweet, like, it end, just like this Simpsons episode, they decide they should be together. Huh, I wonder if the people who wrote that episode saw <laughs> this very uh, famous Simpsons episode. If only we had their numbers to text. <laughs> I certainly don't. Oh. <laughs> I, I do. do, but I'm not getting texted back by them. So, <laughs> hey, everybody. that was just me alluding to the fact that the comedy community is very small. It's true. <laughs> it's a small world. <laughs> that wasn't me t- trying to make you guys name drop. <laughs> oh, I'm happy to anytime. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will but yeah, name drop, but it makes me feel gross. It makes me like make a face. Sure. Yeah. That's but why we do it, it on podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Harmon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> You're just reading names. You have no connection to these people. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's name just makes you do that. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but I love those parallels, and I love what Rick and Morty is doing um, as an animated show, you know, sort of like taking the baton from Simpsons and moving forward in their own path. Totally. It's all good. I was in uh, Skylight Books in Los Feliz, California last night, and uh, somebody, this, this, uh, guy i can't remember i couldn't tell if he was working there and he was leaving his shift but it was a uh i couldn't tell if it was a mansplaining that was i was that was occurring <laughs> but it was a guy talking to the the woman who was uh, working there and she was like oh i watched that show you recommended and he's like which one and she said rick and morty i would listen to this whole thing play out like while i was waiting to be helped <laughs> and they were describing it like yeah it's sort of like you know the space stuff of futurama and the like you know, emotional stuff of the Simpsons. I was like, whoa, cool. Like, I don't know. I just, I've, I, yeah. I like that show so much that I could talk about it forever, but hearing people talk about it who had just discovered it, uh, the woman, I remember she didn't think she didn't know that it was current. She was like, when, it, how, how long ago was that on? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, they're making the second, third season right now. She's like, Oh, it's, it's happening right now. And I was like, I kinda, so, yeah. I've been thinking about that just because we were so young when The Simpsons came out. Just kind of like, is this what this felt like? Like, this is kind of the first right. time that I'm getting to see The Simpsons, at, or sorry, getting to see any kind of cartoon show as an adult. For, you know, I've never seen a show that I really, like Futurama, I was a kid, like all the things that I loved, like, yeah. but like you know, BoJack, but... Um, Bob's Burgers, maybe? Yeah, but like, this one is so new. Like, right. the other shows I love. I love BoJack. I love... Um, 
Archer. I love all those shows. But like this one is the first one where I'm kind of just like, what's happening? What are they doing? An instant classic. Yes. In your opinion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In, in moments like that, when you overhear somebody describe something that you love and you know a lot about, it's so hard to not interject. <laughs> right. It was. Well, yeah. I mean, I was I, I kind of I felt like it would have been weird if right. I had said I also like this, (laughs) but it was just so funny because it's not, it's not as though this is the number one. It's not like going, you know, uh, I also thought Friends was fun. Right, exactly. It's like, you guys, you're talking about this thing that I, it's, no ma'am, it's still, it's brand new. It just started. (laughs) I'm a time traveler. I must leave. And you just jump through the window. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to see my, my present day self and if we make eye contact i'm gonna fuck everything up <laughs> uh we should all eventually do a rick and morty podcast but until then yeah um this is such a great episode that you picked this was such a fun conversation to have with you yeah this um, was so fun yeah, oh, thanks for being on thanks yeah for me, guys. um where can people find anything that you're working on and your other podcasts and and what should you plug uh you can watch the very brief short films that I make with my uh, wonderful friend Sean Perlman. Uh, so Who you guys know from uh, this podcast. Yeah, he was on a couple episodes ago. He's the best guy and mm-hmm. he's my dude. <laughs> but you can watch our shorts. Uh, we're the little cuties and you can just search L-I-L-C-U-T-I-E-S. Uh, we have a Twitter account. I made a. I recently made a YouTube playlist of all of our stuff. Vimeo just featured one of our videos where we're writing stuff together. And I do a podcast with... Uh, Stevie Nelson called I Burn Everything about relationships and food on the HeadGum Network. And uh, you can Twitter, Dave underscore Horwitz, H-O-R-W-I-T-Z. And, uh, and you buy know. your book. No. Well, you can't. Buy your book. Come buy on. My buy, book. My book. buy my book. Buy my book. <laughs> That's the only reason I would ever write a book. Yeah. So I could say that. Yeah. Anyway, that was wonderful. Thank you so much. And Thank then you. Uh, where can people find you, Julia? At Julia Prescott on all the things. And I'm at Allie Gertz. And you can find us on at Simpsons Pod. And everything's coming up uh, podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, keep emailing us. We love them. And keep giving us your money on Patreon, oh, yeah. please, if you'd like. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure, but we like it. Yeah, we're going to uh, have merch <laughs> and we're going to have all that good stuff. You know, you guys already know. You know the things. Ugh. Is there something? Dave? We just, yeah, we never really talked about uh, short, who wears short shorts. Oh, oh, you guys. Well, let's play it. Uh, let's play it as our outro. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, thanks so much. Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Look at all them hot pants. Hey, who likes short shorts? We like short shorts!